Hello, I'm John Hastings and welcome to the Divorce Dads podcast where I help dads recover, refocus and rebuild their lives pre and post divorce. So this first episode, we're going to be talking about support for dads pre and post divorce and we'll go through that that journey because it's seriously painful. It can be seriously painful. Every situation is different, but in general, with the clients that I see, it's not easy. Even in my own situation, it wasn't easy. And I have friends, family that are going through it now and have gone through it in the past. So just uh, know that you're not alone in this situation. And uh, yeah, we'll go through the beginning. So obviously, nobody gets divorced when the relationship is going well. So you've already probably gone through at least a year or so, uh, possibly more, could have been going on for a long time, of a relationship that was decaying in, in many ways. And sort of trying to understand that and get to grips with that can be quite hard because you might not be able to put your finger on uh, what was going wrong or, or what was happening. And who knows, there's a million and one uh, variables and there's different situations of what can happen. Maybe somebody had an affair, even if they did, this doesn't normally come out the blue. There's normally underlying problems in the relationship before. There might have been a lack of intimacy for a long time. You might not have just been getting on. You might have just uh, see the world in different ways and you want to, you want to, go in different uh, directions and you just grew apart. There's a, there's a million things that are going on, but it's already a traumatic experience to have this relationship, which is the pillar of your life, really. The, the foundations of, of who you are, part of your identity. And to see that sort of melting away and decaying, it, it can be a very traumatic experience. So even before you get to the divorce stage, um, you can potentially be in a bit of a vulnerable state emotionally as a dad. Who knows? You might not be showing up as the person that you want to be in this relationship because it can bring out, sometimes it can bring out the worst in you. You might be more snappy with the kids. You might be acting differently. You might be a little bit more angry than usual or you might be withdrawing. You might be going into yourself and and really suppressing a lot of emotion. So there's a lot of things that can be going on there before you hit this divorce stage where somebody um, petitions for divorce and then the stage is normally in, in the UK that is, um, well, in England and Wales, then you have the uh, application phase, you have the decree nice Nisi, or whatever you want to call it, and then the decree absolute. But between that stage, there are many logistics. And when you're in an emotional state, this is where things can get um, pretty difficult, especially if you've got you've got two parties, your you and your uh, wife or ex-wife, are uh, can can maybe hold some resentment. There's some anger there. And and 
sometimes I've seen cases where this is very mutual and it goes pretty smoothly. It's rare, but I have seen it and they're very amicable. I know one couple that you know, really helped each other. They got each other a house. They organized 50-50 access with their child. They lived really close to each other. And, and, and I think with the couple in mind, they watched me go through a divorce that wasn't like that. And uh, th- I think it was the alarm bells for them to say, wow, uh, maybe we need to uh, look at this because they wasn't happy for a long time. But they've remained like friends, which is fantastic. That would be an ideal situation for you to get to a point where you really want the best for each other. You may your relationship may not have worked and no matter if you think you want that you want your wife back and you love her and all of those things if she doesn't want to be with you that can be really painful but understand that if that's the case then it's just part of your healing journey to try and move on understand why and know that this is this is not the one for you. This is a situation that you can learn a lot from, you can grow from, and you can move forwards. So the logistical side, finances and children, access to children normally are the two main uh, logistical issues and challenges that come up and then obviously splitting of your assets if you've if you've got assets. And... I would say in this case, definitely seek um, legal advice. And, but try to be as amicable as possible. And, and just because something is in the law, it doesn't mean it's right. You know, the law is there, but the law is evolving as well. And uh, you, even let's say that you was uh, running a company and you was making a uh, £200,000 a year and you was only taking out of the business £25,000. Well, when it comes to child maintenance, uh, they would look at the £25,000 and they you would have to pay some sort of maintenance fee on that £25,000. But if you're earning two hundred grand a year, um, potentially it would be could be in your interest that you could take more money out of the business or you could come to a, a different arrangement where you could support your partner in uh, whatever it is, accommodation for um, her, the, the uh, more money for the children and things like that. It really just depends what kind of position you're in. So I would say, and that goes uh, for the same for the, the wife as well, because I know I have um, the female listeners to this podcast and they want to try and understand the the man's point of view in these situations. And, and it's important for them to not go for the throat on everything that they could potentially go for. Because I know in some countries I've seen with you know people in America and, and things like that, where they've got certain divorce uh, laws where you might have to pay, you know, maintenance for life and doesn't matter if you're wife has moved on, she's got enough, another partner. It, it's very individualistic, but that is where it's, it's in your interest to try to 
be as amicable as possible and really find ways like listening to this podcast and doing some work on yourself to regulate your emotions the best you can and then be logistical about being fair with each other because you know any arguments and you know you're going to have disagreements you're not going to see eye to eye that's probably why you've uh, possibly why you you're not together in the first place so it's not going to be plain sailing but the the more you can compromise and just un- try to understand where each other's coming from then it's just going to be much better for each of you emotionally and it's going to be better for your child or your children because this is a massive um time for you as a father and it's a huge time for your children as well. So, and I get it. I know sometimes in these situations, you can really feel like your back's against the wall and things are happening. Maybe you're struggling with access to your children. And this can be like one of the most painful things in the world to, to have this. And we've got to think of it as a, as something like in a sort of historical anthropological sort of sense that it's just not normal to be for a human to be taken away from their family or their family to split like this so it's in your genetics it's in your dna to be to have adverse physical and mental reactions to this because it is a sort of social construct of obviously the marriage is a, is a social construct and the relationship, but then the splitting of this relationship and then not having really... Uh, the, some of the legal uh, things may not go into your favor in terms of being there as a father or being able to be there as a father as much as you would potentially want to be. And this can be really difficult. You can feel lonely, disconnected, isolated, and sometimes if you feel those feelings and you're feeling them really deeply, you can react to, I don't know, solicitor's letters, let's say, that are coming in. And solicitor's letters can be quite non-emotional and they can be quite harsh sounding, sometimes quite passive aggressive. And this may trigger you. And you could, then all of a sudden you're thinking, right, no. You, you feel so hurt that you're throwing back and you're going hard in the opposite direction and you're just you know digging your heels in with everything and you just it, everything becomes difficult in all areas and this is not only negative short term for you but there has very negative long term consequences in terms of the relationship that you're going to have with your ex wife in some capacity for the rest of your life, really. You're going to be connected by your children. So look, there's stages of this. Sometimes I've seen people have real uh, blow-ups in arguments in the divorce stages, but years later, you know, time heals sometimes in these situations. Definitely time uh, makes things less sensitive. And... um, yeah, you can recover and you can get through this period. But again, you're going to be tested emotionally. This is going to be a huge test 
for you in terms of being able to regulate your emotions, being able to regulate all of the triggers that come up, all the buttons that your former partner will know how to push your buttons. And when these emotions arise, it's being able to understand them, navigate them, and then come to better outcomes, better decision-making, which will then come to better outcomes, really. So that's really what you want because the recovery stage starts here. It doesn't start after the divorce. This is, you know, at the moment, you're probably in a survival state where your body can be on alert, you know, adrenaline's pumping, maybe there's some anxiety, there's some depression, you're feeling such a mixture of feelings, you're your identity is being questioned. You're no longer the, the husband. You're moving into new territory where changes, it can be very difficult, very challenging, and it can be scary. And, and that's okay. It's, it's very, very normal. And you might search for things to make you feel better. You know, you might turn to drink. You might turn to dating quickly or, you know, whichever thing it it might be. You know, it might be overeating. Uh, You might throw yourself hard into work. You just might feel depressed. You just might not be able to get out of this sort of funk you're in. Your mind might be just overwhelmed where you're in some sort of mental paralysis. You know, you're just overthinking. You're hurt. There's a lot of pain. So... Just understand that you're not alone during this. It's very normal to have uh, varying emotions and you can fluctuate. But starting to understand them, understand these these thoughts, these emotions, um, being able to sit with them, breathe through them, understand them, and know that everything passes. Trust me. Because when I was in that position... You know, seven years ago now, in 2015, then, you know, I thought the world was ending, you know, it was over. My my life was changing. I was so hurt, split with my children. It was, it was gut-wrenching to the point where you think, oh, what's the meaning of this? What's the meaning of life here? What am I doing? Um, you, you're confused. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know where you're going. And this is a difficult period, but trust me, the time passes and it's like, wow, it's a, it's a distant memory. You feel, all of a sudden you feel better. Just could, it might take you months. It might take you a year. It might take you a couple of years, but it will all to do with the way you think, you know, the way you perceive things and, what you believe, really, your belief systems are going to be um, very fundamental to how quickly you can recover from this type of trauma. But the potential to learn from it and grow and be a happier person in the future is, is incredible, really. And you may not see it at the time, but normally the most painful situations in your life are the catalysts for the most potential for joy 
in the future. They are the seeds of change that are going to send you, that could send you in a trajectory that is so much more positive than what you've gone through already. Or you could choose to believe negative thoughts. You could hold resentment and you could repeat the past and not learn the lesson. And you could just carry on that mindset and you will go down a dark hole, a dark path of not feeling good for a long period of time and holding a lot of pain within your body. So there's a lot of research out there that you know guys can suffer from heart attacks. There's also, they die earlier after you know suiciding uh, uh, statistics are worse for men after divorce. So you know, there's a lot of guys who who don't process this very well. They don't process this stage very well or allow themselves to grieve or even understand what's going on. And it feels like the world is ending. But trust, just trust me that if you can just sit with those negative feelings, you can reach out even with, uh, with me uh, through this podcast, you can reach out to someone close to you. It can just hold space so they can listen. Uh, you can find professional help online. There's, and then you can, if you can get organized with the logistics, this is the first stage. Um, preferably with somebody who's not heavily biased, I would say. This is what I find with just really good friends, they won't tell you what you want to hear necessarily. They will hold space, but they can be non-biased. They can, they can see both sides of the coin and they can say, okay, what's, what's fair in this situation? What would be a good move? Can you understand your ex-partner and how she reacts and, and, and why maybe you shouldn't push her buttons when you know that she could react in a certain way? Could you deliver and communicate better with her to get, um, to try and get a better outcome really? Because I, I think the solicitors and the, and the family uh, law professionals, they definitely have their place. But emotionally, I think you can do a lot between you. Uh, sometimes they uh, recommend uh, me mediation as well. I didn't find it very beneficial. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but for me and a few, quite a few of my clients, I didn't find it the most beneficial thing for the price that it was. And I, th but it's not out of the question that it might be a good option for you. So it's a very, we have to take case by case in, in these scenarios. But trying to not, you don't, you're not going to rebuild this relationship straight away or recover it with your ex, especially during this quite difficult time. But you can do things not to aggravate it. There's definitely things that you can do not to aggravate it. And that means you being calm, collective, honest, reflective, understanding, 
know, taking personal responsibility for for your role in everything, even when things are unfair. You know, being very open, you know, not not being um, uh, manipulative or trying to get back or take revenge in some in some sense. This, these things are never going to work out well for you. I think for you as a man, as a father, this is a time for you to really start to understand yourself, to demonstrate leadership, really, to demonstrate leadership as a man for your children, for your child, to show them what unconditional love is, to show them what respect is, and to potentially show them in the future what a real healthy relationship looks like because you're shaping um, you're shaping your children as people they're like a software and you're programming them everything you do everything you say is going to be programming these kids and they're going to take that into their lives in the future and they're going to take that into their relationships and and you see this with uh kids that have gone through these divorces that potentially they're going to have problems in their own relationship if they don't understand what was going on, if the relationship was quite toxic between you all and the negative behavior was just perpetuating all the time. It didn't end, not not just pre-divorce, it was like post-divorce. It's still not good. You're, you're arguing over pretty much everything. So I've seen that as well. But, you know, some, sometimes these situations in, in the negotiation phase, when it gets to the uh, decree nicely stage, it can be difficult. The compromising stage can be difficult. But this is where you need emotional intelligence. Uh, you need sort of a rational, logical mind. You need to keep the emotion not suppress the emotion, but there's a time and a place and people that you can express that emotion with. But then focus on the logistics of being honest, being open, getting everything on the table, seeing what is the law, seeing what is uh, true, what everybody has, and then being, being fair, being fair to yourself, being fair to each other, and not going for the throat, really. Not going for the throat, trying to kill each other and trying to get everything you can possibly get out of it in a self-maximizing negative state. Because yeah, you might win and you might think this is great, but you won't win long term. You're just building more and more resentment and uh, the relationship could potentially be very toxic. But, you know, you can't change other people either. If somebody, if your partner, your ex-wife is, is being very difficult to you, maybe she's, she's not prepared to look in the mirror and self-reflect and be understanding in your, it, uh, understanding of your circumstances, then it's out of your control. There's some things that you can control and uh, there's many things that you can't.
and even the things that you can are debatable. So this is you've sometimes you've got to really surrender, be the best person you can be, and then surrender to that outcome. But that doesn't mean not being responsible with the logistics. It means, you know, organizing the logistics, being open, sitting down, reflecting, calm, people around you, try and draw in people around you that are calm, non-biased. And then, yeah, you don't want to go and spend thousands and thousands and thousands on emotional letters going back and forth with solicitors. You can do if you want. If you've got money to burn and this is your way of emotionally dealing with it, by all means, go for it. But in a lot of cases, you know, there's, there's ways in which you can come to more amicable um, compromises about your finances, the split of your assets, and access to your children. So yeah, that would be the pre-divorce stage. And then it goes, then you go and you you get the logistics sorted and you all come to a point where you're in post-divorce now and you're in completely new territory and sometimes the dust can settle and you come out of this survival state and all of a sudden the situation can hit you. It can hit you because when you're in a survival state and you're just getting things done and you're very you're getting the logistics done and you're not really you haven't got time to think, it's very busy, you're doing stuff and it's moving forwards, and you're not really dealing sometimes with the emotional side of of this. And Again, it's different for different people. It's all dependent on what your individual situation is. But I've seen it. It's quite common that you get to a point where you've left this relationship. Uh, you're not, you've broken up. You've got divorced. And then it's like, what next? Who am I? What happened in that last relationship? How could I learn from it? How am I feeling right now? And uh, what direction do I want to go in? Because it's normally, in most cases, sort of middle-aged men. That's the highest proportion of, uh, highest proportion demographic who are getting divorced. So it's a real a midlife, some, it's what you may call a midlife crisis moment or a, the dark night of the soul or a real transitional time where you're thinking, wow, what am I doing with my life? Um, what next? You might not feel good. Maybe your health is not great at the moment. Maybe the whole stress of the situation, you've not been looking after yourself. Maybe you're thinking about, do you really want to do a job anymore? Do you really like your job? You might be questioning meaning, purpose in your life. There's, there's many things that start to crop up. You, you probably f- might feel isolated, lonely, um, the difficulty if you're not um, seeing your children every day. You, you might, f- 
it's likely I did anyway. You feel a massive loss there when you're not connected with your children. It's a very unnatural state. And this can take this can take a lot of time and understanding and and real care for yourself and really investing in yourself, really investing in your health, really focusing on organizing yourself and getting your finances straight and then getting to the point of, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Can I, can I make some plans for the future? And what can I learn? What can I learn about my personality? What can I learn about relationships? What do I, what do I want to create for the future? How do I want to move forwards? Because you probably do. You're probably not thinking about it now or you might be you might be at that stage where you're thinking about joining a, a new partner but the initial phase might be to think oh wow i just want to have sex or i want to sleep around or just date and that can be fine in in some stage but there's a lot of people who are looking for a, a deep connection and to have that connection and commitment and partnership then to not repeat the mistakes of the past you probably will have to learn and become a a new version of yourself but there we go i think that's enough for today but if you like what you're hearing you can go over to johnhastings.info slash lessons and i'll give you uh, the five most important lessons for dads pre and post divorce it will uh, it's a private 30 minute uh, podcast that you'll get once you put your name and email in there and also you'll get a pdf as well with those five important lessons so that's johnhastings.info slash lessons okay you take care of yourself guys remember you're not alone things will be okay and uh, i know there can be some real dark moments but trust me whatever your feelings normal so yeah reach out anyway. Okay, you take care of yourself. See ya. Bye-bye.